You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. Whoa, 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 whoa. I hope everybody's having a very lovely Friday. I know it's been a it's been a very exciting um, it's been a very busy week for me. We finished taping the finale of hashtag Adulting, which comes out this upcoming Tuesday. So get ready for that. It's a really good, really funny episode. Um, but before we dive into this week's uh, Housewives breakdowns, because we're going to be breaking down Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, but before we get into that. Um, there, so I said I wasn't going to talk about Heather Chadwell anymore because I said what I needed to say and I was pretty much done with it. But then, um, Heather decided to reignite this, you know, all these or weeks later. And so I, I feel like it's time for me to address some of the new claims she's made against me. So, um, first of all, like, the fact that you even dragged any of this up again when it's been dead for two weeks or two now three weeks, um, like now you just went and pissed me off. Like at this point, if you want to accuse me of trying to use you for likes and use you for views, well, then at this point, you know what? Fine. Let's do it. Your wish is my command. You want to manifest it? Let's do it. Now I'm going to use you for likes and now I'm going to pimp out my podcast. And I'm going to use this opportunity, I'm going to use my podcast to actually respond to the claims that you've made against me, which at first I was like, mm, maybe I'll ignore this. But now I'm like, no, you want to you want to come at me and you want to keep coming and commenting on my videos and use you and your 40 year old friends to come and comment on my videos about, you know, how my claims are so outlandish and you didn't bully me. The audacity of you to accuse me of exploiting the situation when you literally created an entire YouTube account. Actually, you created the YouTube account after you created an OnlyFans account where you were charging people $9.99 for the truth. And then truth was nobody was willing to pay for it. So then you decided to release it for free on YouTube. Like, here's the thing. You poked the bear, you pissed me off, and now we're doing this. Okay? Now I'm going to respond to you claim by claim and show you that, you know, you're not, you're the high horse and the this, you know, moral high ground that you seem to be on is a little, is a little overinflated. And again, you're the one that chose to create an OnlyFans account and then create a YouTube account that's dedicated to the truth. Well, here is my truth. So let's start with, I want to clarify my, um, what I said about her making legal threats because she's upset. She said she never made actual legal threats. So I want to clarify what I meant when I said that she legally threatened myself in the show. So she had repeatedly asked for my attorney's info. And as I stated in my last video, there, she had no grounds to take any legal action against me or my show. So the reason I didn't provide any attorney's information is because she didn't need to speak to my attorney. Like you don't need to discuss anything with my attorney unless you are trying to take legal action. So, I mean, it's not like you are going to what call up my attorney and be like, Hey, how was your day? You know, and, and chit chat about quarantine. Like that's a little ridiculous that like, you obviously want to speak to my attorney. Why? Because there are some legal issues that you are trying to take up with me. 
Like, that's the reality. Nobody asks to speak to somebody's attorney unless they are threatening to take some sort of legal action or they're ga- they want to gain something from you in some type of way where there's going to be legal action associated with whatever your threats or claims are. So that's what I meant by legal threats. When you ask for my attorney's information, why else are you wanting to speak to my attorney? You want to make a legal threat. Why? Because she accused me of harassment or she accused me of ruining her business, but I'm... I'm sorry, we are in a global pandemic. If you think that my podcast, that an interview on my podcast with claims that I didn't even make, but that you're upset with because I asked questions and people on it answered them honestly from their experiences, if you're going to use that to say that that's hurting your business, no, I'm sorry, I don't see any real estate business thriving in this global quarantine, right? In this global pandemic right now. And if you think that your business is hurting, then I'm sorry, there's a a little self-awareness that needs to happen because there are other issues going on in the world that are affecting your business. My podcast, unfortunately, is not one of them. I'm sorry. Um, Okay, let's see. Let's clarify what I meant by bullying because I don't like when people use that term loosely. And I think maybe I did use it a little loosely, but I want to clarify what I meant when I said that she, that I won't respond to bullying because I do believe that this is some form of bullying. Um, and she was acting kind of, she was trying to act like a bully in in this scenario. And that comes from the request to want to speak to my attorney. So that is a, that it, there is a threat behind that. There is a legal threat that comes with that. Trust me, I've been involved in enough of these legal threats, which I do think when you threaten to bring an attorney into this, or you threaten to take legal action, that is a form of intimidation, which is a a tactic that bullies like to use. Again, I don't like to use that term loosely, but intimidation, which Heather did try to do, is a form of bullying. Okay. She accused me of harassment, which I find ironic because she was the one that was flooding me with messages about how upset she was, about how she wanted me to take down interviews. She wanted me to re-interview 12 pack. And she was the one that had a, that kept sending me a barrage of messages. And I tried to be very nice. I won't read the messages because you know, I don't want any legal threats, so I won't put those out there. But I will say that I tried to be very nice with her at the beginning. She then felt like it was some sort of gang up and an attack on her. And then she decided to not do the interview and then asked that I take down all of the interviews that I had done. And I'm sorry, we just we don't take down interviews. That's not something we do. Um, so I'm sorry, again, Heather, if you were hurt by that. But again, your intimidation um was a form in my in my opinion in my opinion it was a form of bullying um okay let's talk about the eating disorder comments because heather says that she never brought up anybody having an eating disorder and she said that those were claims that i made now if you go and listen back to my interview with dave 12 pack or you listen to the the response that i gave to her prior never once did i claim that heather made eating disorder, made comments about somebody's eating disorder. That's only something that I heard based off of what Dave brought up when I asked him. My question to Dave on hashtag no filter was um, to clarify his relationship with Heather on I Love Money. And then that's where he brought up that he had heard that she had made some comments or she had insinuated that he may have had an eating disorder. I don't think she actually said he has this, he has that, but I think there was an insinuation, and again, up for interpretation, but there were comments that she made that insinuated that he may have had or struggled with eating disorder behaviors. I never said that. This Again, not trying to throw the heat on Dave at all, because, I mean, 
he said what he had heard, but I never found prior to my interview with him and I didn't look into it afterwards. I'd never found that to be, I'd never looked for those comments that she made. I kind of just like let that go. That was like a two second, you know, remark that he made in his entire, in the entirety of the answer that he gave to that question. So never once did I say that, but clearly she must have somewhere at some point insinuated something that led him to believe that she was making an accusation like that. Now I want to clarify because she says that I've teamed up with Lacey and that I, this was an attempt to take her down and I'm, you know, on this, this like mission to end her with Lacey and this is all spearheaded by Lacey. Um, and I want to clarify that I've never teamed up with Lacey. There were never conversations with Lacey about taking down Heather. Uh, like I will go through the timeline. So on 415, on April 15th and on April 19th, Last month, April 15th and April 19th, both days I had sent emails to Heather to the email addresses listed on her Instagram account. I'd sent emails to her with requests to interview her on 420 and on 422. Okay, so this is mid-April. 415, 419, the emails were sent, or 415 was the first one for an interview on 422, and then 419 was the follow-up for an interview on 422. Now, this is the exact email that I sent to Heather's email address. Hi, I'm reaching out with an, uh, an interview request for Heather Chadwell. We would love to have her join us on the hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter podcast this Monday 420 or Tuesday 422 with a link to the podcast because she claimed she had no idea what my podcast was and I never gave her any information about it. There was a link to the podcast that she could have clicked to learn more information. I said, we have a strong reality TV fan. We have a strong audience of reality TV fans that loved watching Heather on VH1 and would love to get an update from her. Given the current quarantine, we're only scheduling call-in interviews at this time. And then I went on to list other notable guests that we've had on the show. I mentioned New York. I mentioned Hoops. I talked about the whole of love thing that we were doing. And I said, please let me know if 420 or 421 work. We would love to have Heather call in. Best, Zach. That was the email I sent to her. The follow-up came on the 19th. So she was one of the first ones asked. I also sent a similar email to Lacey at that same time. Um, but Heather was one of the first people that was asked. That was, this was, again, 415 and 419. Now, Dave's interview ended up coming right after, came the week after. It aired the week after I had sent these out because he responded to the request. Um, and I didn't have any communication with Lacey at all until... I didn't have communication with Lacey until April 27th. So this was well after Dave's interview aired. This was well after I invited Heather on the show for the whole of love theme that we were doing. So there was no plot to take Lacey down. I didn't even talk to Lacey prior to interviewing Dave, prior to Dave's interview coming out, because I think he did one of the, I think he did the 420 or the 421 date that was originally offered to Heather. He took one of those dates when we taped it, and then it was released the following week. So again, Heather was reached, I reached out to Heather, inviting her on the show prior to ever talking to Lacey. Now, when I did talk to Lacey, we talked about her coming on the show. And at the, and at the beginning, she had hesitations about talking about Heather on my podcast. And since Dave had already been on the show, since Dave's interview had already aired, I said, look, I get it. We don't need to talk about it much at all. But I think it's kind of the big elephant in the room that we should probably address, even if we talk about it for 20 seconds. Like, that's totally fine. But I think it would be weird. And 
I think people would tune in expecting to hear something about it. Um, and if they don't hear anything about it, I think they would be a little confused. So even if you just want to answer it by saying, I don't want to talk about it, I'm not comfortable discussing it, like I will respect that and I won't pry. But I, like as the host, as a journalist, like it is my job to ask that question because it is at on the top of everyone's mind. But if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. But I want to make sure that when we go into it, we do it respectfully and we're not trying to look like we're trying to attack Heather. And that was the reality. And that was, and then I interviewed Lacey. She, I sent her, you know, I said, here are some assets. The show's out. Here's a link. Thank you so much. And since then, there's been no communication with Lacey. Um, I haven't had much communication with 12 pack. Like there's been no plot to take Heather down. And the only reason I'm bringing this up again is because Heather and her little friend want to come and continue to comment on my videos and to continue to attack people that are also commenting on my videos. And they're the ones that are continuing to perpetuate this whole thing. And so, again, don't poke the bear. If you want to accuse me of exploiting you for likes, well, then fine. Guess what? You've just manifested that shit and your wish is my desire. And now I'm going to continue to drag the situation out because now I'm going to continue to defend myself against these new claims that you've made against me. And that's what I have to say about that. All right, should we get into some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of New York recaps and breakdowns? So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, let's start there. But real quickly, before we do that, I do want to give some love to Dry Farm Wines. I talk about them every week because I love Dry Farm Wines. They're my favorite hangover-free wine. There are no, there's no added sugar. There's no added dyes. There's none of that added junk that's in most conventional wines. You can trust Dry Farm Wines. They'll ship it straight to your door. You can go online, choose whether you want red, white, rosé. Summer's coming up, so if you want some rosé, you can get a rosé box. They'll ship it straight to your door, so you don't even have to worry about going and trying to decide which wines are going to be good and which ones should I pick? Trust Dry Farm Wines. I do. It's my favorite hangover-free wine because it doesn't have all that added junk in it. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. That's dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. All right, let's talk about Real Housewives. So this was a really good week for Real Housewives. I loved um, the... I love both. I loved the drama. I mean, Beverly Hills was a little more tame, but it was still really good. And New York, I thought was really great. Leah's like whole meltdown was like wild. But let's start with Beverly Hills. So we go to Santa Barbara in the BH. We go from the BH to the Santa Barbara. And I just want to say, first of all, like, I think my MVP of Beverly Hills this week has to go to Lisa Rinna. She was like such a potster. And I just loved it. I was like, yes, Rinna, you're giving me life right now. And then my LVP, my least valuable player this week on Beverly Hills has to be Denise. <sighs> so, but, okay, well, uh, we'll get into Denise in a minute. But I first want to talk about Kyle. Because I feel like Kyle has kind of been in the hot seat the past couple of weeks. And I don't think it's fair. I Look, Kyle's not my favorite housewife. She's not my favorite on Beverly Hills. Sometimes she's a little boring. But I will say, like, the ladies need to let Kyle off the hook. Like, this has been, this whole situation has been blown out of proportion. I understand why she was upset with Dorit and Glam. Like, Teddy's her friend. And at the end of the day, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, like, her and Teddy have a really close relationship. I don't think it's lesbianic, but... If we are being let's be honest, I don't think that it's that at all. I think they're just really close and they obviously have a much better bond than some of the other women do or some of the other women do with Kyle or Teddy. And I think that's fair. When you have a group of friends, like some people are going to naturally gravitate towards others. That's fine. Now, I think we just need to give her a break. She was obviously upset that Dorit showed up to her friend's 
you know, event late and it was obviously really important. Dorit seemed like she didn't really want to be there. She was all glammed up. She was super annoyed about being there. Like, I understand why Kyle was annoyed by it. And then for everybody to gang up on her at Denise's, and I know the girls like, well, it wasn't a gang up. But I mean, when they're more than when there's multiple people and it's kind of one person defending themselves against multiple people, maybe you don't want to consider it a gang up, but they can feel ganged up. And so I think in the case with Kyle, like, she made some flipping comments in the heat of the moment with a lot of girls coming at her. Give her a break. It's not that deep. Like, let's move on before this becomes a puppy gate situation. And we're just like, enough. <sighs> okay. Denise, my least valuable player of, of Beverly Hills this week. So I think Denise is definitely in the hot seat and understandably so. I understand why all the women are upset with her. I think she's definitely being hypocritical. Like, if you don't want the kids hearing adult conversations, then keep the kids separate. Like, I don't, like, I get Sutton's comment about, like, well, then just don't invite the kids. I Like, you're having a party. You're, you're going to want to, your, your friends are going to, your kids are going to want to invite their friends. And that's fine. That's normal. But keep them separate. Don't sit them right next to each other. Like, your yard is big enough to keep some serious distance. And, like, set something up for them inside or something where, like, why would you sit them right next to the adult table? Obviously, there are some topics that you're going to, you're not going to want your, your, kids to be hearing about even though like you look at all the magazines Denise has been on you listen to some of the interviews she's given you listen you watch some of the movies she's done like come on you can't be like that you can't be that morally you know on a high horse when you have done some things that your kids probably are going to cringe at um so I think the girls are right she should have brought it to uh I think the girls are right, are right that she should have just kept the kids separate if the kids were going to be there. You didn't need to have them seated. Like, did she forget what show she's on? Like, I think in this case, she needs to take some accountability and definitely had that separation. Because, like, you know who these women are. You know what the nature of the show is. You know what types of topics come up in conversation. Like, you're filming Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You're not filming something for, you know, Nat Geo. Um, but, yeah. And it clearly did bother her because like the girl said, she brought it up to three of them. So it was clearly an issue for her. But I think there's just a point where she needs to take some sort of accountability. I do like that we're getting into some other drama with Denise because I think going into it, I was like, oh, I hope they don't make it all about the Brandy stuff. I hope they don't make it all about the Brandy stuff because if they make it all about the Brandy stuff, then it's going to be another Puppygate situation where it's just it's dragged out because it was in the headlines and they the producers knew that that was going to be juicy. And so I'm glad that like the Brandy stuff still is is later to come. And we're seeing these other issues with Denise slowly start to surface that we can understand where the tipping point was later on in the season. And those are my thoughts about Beverly Hills. Let's divvy over to New York because this is also like a wild trip on acid. Like crazy island, but like good crazy island. I actually, in, like Kelly Ben Simone was like really uncomfortable to watch, but Leah is like a delight and she is like giving me life on TV. So I think Leah will be my... Leah would be my MVP. She's my most valuable player on New York this week because she stood her ground. Like, yes, she had a really ugly moment, but like the next day she apologized to Ramona. She, you know, was very, I thought very sincere in, you know, what she was saying to Ramona. Like, I'm sorry if it was your dinner party and I crashed your, you know, I crashed your vibe because I was a little tipsy and I was acting out. Like, I'm sorry. I'd never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I thought that that was very honest. I thought that that was very raw and raw and very real. Um, 
So I definitely would give her my MVP because she was entertaining and we saw a very vulnerable side of her. And I'm really looking forward to her throwing the ravioli at at the girls next week because that's going to be a fun time. Now, let's talk about whether or not she should have invited her sister or brought her sister. Like, my thing is, it's like, I don't mind if she wants to bring her sister. Like, why not? Like, I I can understand. I feel like if it's a regular trip, a regular girl's trip, it's understandable why you would want to bring a girlfriend. Like, think about it if, like, you're going to somebody's wedding and maybe they're not, like, really close friends of yours and you don't have a date. Like, sometimes you may want to bring a friend with you because you're like, ugh. Even though, like, it might be a little tacky to bring a friend because weddings are expensive. But anyway... Um, like you go to certain, you go into certain social settings and sometimes you just kind of want an ally or somebody that you can kind of lean on. And I think she felt comfortable with her sister and like, why not invite her sister on the group? Like, fine, it's fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I agree with like Dorinda. I I think I actually agree with Dorinda in most of this. Now I agree with the women when they were saying when like, uh, who was it? Uh, Sonia and Elise were like, well, it was kind of sprung on Ramona. It was sprung on Ramona and, you know, it, it, she should have asked ahead of time. And I agree. Like, if you're going to ask if you can bring somebody on the trip, you should probably ask prior to the trip. I thought the timing was a little bad. And like at that point, Leah shouldn't have expected Ramona to say yes. But the reality is Ramona did say yes. And Ramona has to stand by that. And she can't rescind that. Now, that's kind of just like in the general situation of like we're, in, we're you know, just friends going on a trip together. But I think you also have to look at it on the other side and the production side and the show side of things. And if you look at it on the show side of things, it does kind of look like she's trying to get her sister some extra camera time and maybe trying. I can understand how the women would see it as trying to get her sister a J-O-B and some, you know, some some cash on the show, whether or not she would be paid for it. I think it's one way to introduce somebody onto the show the way like Kyle introduced us to Faye or the way Teresa introduced us to Kim D. Like, you know, that you bring your friends on the show and then eventually you know if they do well enough they could potentially be brought on the show full time I don't know if that was Leah's intention but I can definitely see how the women could feel threatened about her bringing you know an outsider onto the show because if you think about it a lot of the women don't have the power to bring a newbie into the group like that we've seen other women try to like insert themselves into the drama and they maybe get an episode or not but like I can understand how they would feel threatened by Leah bringing her sister when it comes to the television show side of things. That what that girl is going to get some extra camera time. There's a chance that she may be really liked by production and maybe brought into more episodes, maybe become a friend of or become on the or come on the show full time sometime in the future. It happened with Dorinda. Dorinda was a friend of for a really long time. Or Dorinda was a was a guest and she was always in the background of certain things and she was always at these events. And then eventually she was brought in because she meshed well with the group. It's what they're kind of trying to do with Elise right now. So I don't think Ramona, so I understand that. But that being said, I don't think Ramona should have rescinded the invite. I thought if she said that the sister could have come, then she should have stood by that and not taken that invite back. Was Leah's behavior a little crazy? Yes. Do I understand where she was coming from? She posted a really lengthy um, response to it on her Instagram where she basically says that she was in a really vulnerable place. And I understand that. Um, I think she was a little little out of line and a little crazy. And we have all been in situations where we have that one friend that just goes off the rails. Sometimes, yes, that is me. I am that friend. But um, I definitely think... Cut her some slack. She's going through a lot. She wished her sister was there. It's a new social situation. I think we've all been in situations where we felt really uncomfortable socially. So maybe we had an extra drink. Again, cut her some slack. 
I think Elise was really annoying and is probably my, again, my least valuable player this, this episode this week because she was just, she inserted herself, she went into the drama. And when you think about it, Elise came on this trip. She was mic'd up. She was part of the production planning of all of this. She was the only woman that was outside of the group, outside of the core cast that was brought onto the onto this trip. So when she's trying to come off now and say, well, I didn't know I was going to be a friend of until the very end of the season when Bravo offered me a contract and blah, 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 blah. Why would they, like, come on. Like, we were not stupid here. You obviously wanted the camera time. The more we see you insert yourself into the drama, you clearly wanted to be on the show. You wanted to be in the mix with the women. You wouldn't agree to come on the, on these trips and show up at all of these events if you weren't trying to get that camera time, especially with how much she's inserting herself into the drama. I thought she needed a back off on Leah. Like it's not, it's none of her business to be judging Leah. First of all, cause she doesn't even know Leah. And like, this is really just her looking, looking thirsty and looking like she wants some camera time. Though I did think Dorinda's defense of Leah this episode was a little, also a little hypocritical because like everything that she was saying about Leah, how she's younger and how we should be mentoring her and how, you know, we should be looking out for Leah and cutting her some slack. I think that that's some empathy that she should also be showing Tinsley and she's not really showing Tinsley that same empathy and understanding and compassion. She's really going lean into Tinsley lately. So I think there's a bit of a double standard, but I also understand that Dorinda's frustrated with Tinsley not being fully transparent about her relationship with Scott. But again, if we're going to say that these women are younger and we should be mentoring them, then mentor them and don't like attack them. And those are my thoughts about this week. So uh, most valuable players this week were Rinna and Leah and least valuable players this week were Denise Richards and Elise. All right. There we go. And that is that. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. And don't forget to follow at No Filter with Zach for the latest show news and funny Bravo memes. And just like a good a good time if you're a reality TV junkie like myself. Um, next week on the show, we have Max Boyens from Vanderpump Rules. He's talking about um, this season of Vanderpump, talking about the reunion, giving me a little bit some 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 teasers. And I'm putting him in the hot seat and asking him all of my burning questions about Sheena, about Dana, about about Brett, about Jax, all of it. So uh, get ready for that. That's coming next Wednesday. And lots more fun interviews to come. Lots more tea that I'll be breaking down for you next week and more of these recaps. If you like them, let me know and we'll keep it up. Um, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the season five finale of Hashtag Adulting, Life Hacks to Get Your Shit Together with me and Miss Abigail Freyer. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all the places you can watch it. We have Sarah Merrill from Big Kid Problems, and she's really, really funny. So please tune in and check that out. Give my favorite hangover-free wine, Dry Farm Wines, a try at dryfarmwines.com slash Z-A-C-K. And that's dryfarmwines.com slash Zach. And I will talk to you guys next week. <sighs> that was a mouthful. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.